episode of Shadows from the Tree, we delve into the darker side of genealogy by exploring stories pulled from newspaper archives and using historical records to find the truth behind them. Specifically, the episode focuses on the theme of adoption and the impact it had on the lives of those involved. Join us as we shed light on those often overlooked stories and gain a deeper understanding of the challenges those involved face in hope of connecting you, our listeners, with their stories. All right, so this week I will go first. Um, My story about adoption, I found an article in the Buffalo Times, so Buffalo, New York, but the story is actually based in Charlestown, Mass, so Boston area, so they're um, Boston-based. You know it's well known if they start posting it in other states. So there were like, (laughs) the main article I found was shorter, it had one picture, and you know, you keep going, you keep digging, and then I found, like, a two-page spread of <laughs> pictures and all this. I can't wait till you post this because I it is, <laughs> it's very interesting. So the title of this specific one from Buffalo was Amazing 100 Million to One Love Gamble, Science Stunned by the Sweetheart Twins Who Were Drawn Together by a Secret Blood Tie. Whoa, that sounds juicy. (laughs) Yeah. So it starts where these two people were engaged. Okay. So James Brady and Josephine Buckley. All right. So they were planning to get married. They had. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm smirking over here because wait till you hear one of the names of my story, (laughs) which is a weird coincidence. But go for it. Okay. Um. So. They went to their local church. They were going to get married in a Catholic church, Irish Catholics. So Mm -hmm. they needed to provide birth certificates because, you know, in the Catholic church, you're not allowed to marry second, third cousins. So Mm -hmm. they make sure there's no relations. Okay. So according to James Brady, he knew he was adopted. So he was like trying to find information about his birth certificate because he doesn't want to be a cousin yep right so so josephine actually got adopted by an aunt his her her father's sister-in-law i believe yeah because her her uncle was her dad's brother so okay there's that and then um come to find out the priest did some digging and found james um birth certificate oh but he wasn't a Brady. He was originally also a Buckley. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So the the story... At this is, point, had they been dating yeah. for like a while? Yeah. They had actually okay. like gone to school together. Oh, they wow. went to like dances together. They were sweethearts. And so, yeah. <laughs> Awkward, right? <laughs> that would make you a little flush in the yeah, face. Yeah. So, yep. So the... the priest reverend um he actually found their birth certificates and i had actually the article i'm reading from has picked like i'll show you has pictures oh my, of them but wow. i had found these before i found this article so oh that's crazy so i saw these documents first from the massachusetts vital records oh my god please don't tell me they're like twins they are twins oh <laughs> they are twins <laughs> time out <laughs> yes <laughs> Their birthdays are December 27th, 1904. They are twins. And I thought you would love this story, being a twin. (laughs) I can't even. Because I'm looking at that picture of the two baby photos side by side. That is crazy. Right? Like, 
Holy <laughs> moly. Yep. So the article actually has a quote from her. So it says right here, it says, but let's let Josephine Buckley tell the remarkable story in her own words, um, which carry far deeper conviction than, you know, those of an outsider. So this is what she, Josephine <laughs> Buckley had to say. She said, people think I'm sad because I found out my fiancé was my brother. That's foolish, she says. Why, we're both glad, thrillingly, thrillingly happy because all of this happened, which you can't understand unless yourself happened to be a twin. Twins are funny. They just have to be together to share everything. To separate twins is like taking two roses on one stalk out of the water. One will die. I believe that I've um, I've died from lonesomeness long ago unless I'd been sure in my heart that someday I'd find Jimmy. You see, even though we've been apart since we were tiny kids, I remember him. Not his face, but his soul. And he remembered mine. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sweet at the end. Isn't I'm still it? kind of a little I know. interested in the part that they were separated okay yeah okay um, so i did some more digging you know they mentioned a mother passing away so mm-hmm. i did find out their mom um, okay her mom's name was nelly um so she actually had passed away in 1908 okay and then the father um had a real tough time his name was also james he ended up being an alcoholic yeah. and wasn't taking care of the twins so he dumped them with his um I believe with an orphanage. Okay. And it says um, several weeks. It was they they took him to they took her to an, they, he took them to an orphanage. But then an uncle and aunt um, Margaret and Uncle Michael Buckley says took them home um, to Tremont Street. Wow. In Boston. But to what year was that? Like how long had they been? Uh, like, I believe it was. It was 1909 or 1910. Because, oh, it's only like a year or two. Because on the t- 1910 census, mm-hmm. Josephine is with um, Michael and Margaret. Okay. But Jimmy is not. Jimmy it is... makes you wonder why didn't the aunt and uncle take the other twin? Like, why didn't they want to separate them? I. They said that he was harder to handle. He liked to knock things around and play hide. <laughs> he was like two, yeah. I know. He was like, I think he was like five or six. Oh. And I don't know. The, she just didn't take the brother. Oh, that's hard. But they were they were promised. They promised Josephine that they would go visit him every month. Oh. So they went the first month, and then by the time the second month came around, they said that he had gone out to, the, they'd sent him to the country. Oh. So. That's so sad. I know. So she lost, she lost touch with him, but. I guess they ended up attending the same schools and they didn't know. That's just like, in a, yeah. in a way, fate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, in it's a weird, strange really, way. Yeah. But. They were they were very connected. Wow. And there's so many pictures and they just. Wow. There's lots of stories. So where's, yeah, they went to grammar school. So um, they're always saying, I was thinking of my long lost twin and she always said she had um, like images of her twin, and he like parted his hair the same way. And is, he, is it like that in the yeah, picture? Yeah, his hair is like straight pin, like pin straight right down the middle. Aww. And he he reckon he like reminisces about playing with a girl with a green coat, even though wow. he can't like put a face to it. So they remembered each other, but they they just couldn't put yeah. it together. And he only lived like two streets away. Like a that's. It's just weird that no one else, but or did the community you know? Did other people know that was him all along and just played it off as you would think someone would give him a heads up though, like hey, you're dating your 
brother. No, I don't think Some, anyone no one knew. knew. Yeah. Nobody knew until this reverend pulled out the, the records because the orphanage was, was through the Catholic Church. Okay. So the, they had the records of it. And he was adopted by um, J- John Brady and his wife, Mary. Mm-hmm. John okay. and Mary. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and they were, they, what they used to do was have a procession of the orphanage children during like a Sunday mass. And they would just have them walking down, like all sad and yeah. just, and then Lonely. they would be like, "You wanna want a kid?" Basically, wow. so this family that they couldn't, they didn't have children at the time, so they decided to take him home. And and he straightened. I mean, he seemed must have straightened yeah. out. Yeah, despite his five year old behavior. I don't know, like how bad can a little five year old? Who just I, lost I could, their yeah who yeah. Could yeah. Se- who would separate? Twins? I know that's crazy. Yeah, so you know, obviously being. In yeah. our family cousins. I'm a twin. My husband's a twin. We have twin cousins. I have other twin cousins. Yeah. My sister has twins. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, it's sad to think about. Right. Yeah. Never separate twins. Even, I don't know what this aunt was thinking. In the article, it says because she had too many children already. But then in the census, there were no, there, it was just Josephine to start with. So oh. I couldn't see any other. So maybe she wanted them in the future and thought mm, that they could maybe. stop maybe them. Maybe she couldn't. Or maybe she was pregnant at the time. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, miscarriages happened all. Yeah. Yeah, because there was like a Gertrude who was, it would be cousin. Because in the first sentence, census, they listed Josephine as a niece. But then later on, she was a daughter. adopted. Yeah. Yeah, So she was a daughter. So were these, so that was the birth certificate, but were these like actual proper adoption papers? Like, was there actual documentation of the adoption or are they just. They didn't. They, they just, just went to the family and yeah, went to whoever. Went to the family. Yeah. I don't think they had like court proceedings yeah. or anything like that back then. I think it was mostly done through a church agency, yeah. and it wasn't really a legalized form of identification. Because yeah. even like trying to find records after, because the first article I find didn't say if they stay together or if they like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, what happened? To or if this information was like a deal breaker or not? I was like, I don't think we're gonna get married. That'd be a twist. Yeah, I was like, I was looking for marriage records. I was looking for all sorts of stuff. But then I found this, so they were kind of just like, I'm glad we found out. Yeah. Okay. But there was a mention of another couple in New York who didn't find out until they got married that oh, they no. were yeah. related. They shared a mother, oh. and the church and like the police were after them like they were gonna they were in court like oh they were gonna be arrested and fined yeah How is that their fault they didn't know well because they they found out and then they did oh and then they continued they to continued to stay in their marriage so oh boy did that name them did like give their name you don't have to find it now yeah, i'm just curious it, did. it gave their names i i can put it up yeah. later but yeah wow that was another interesting part of it because it was kind of like unlike the other two <laughs> these two had sense <laughs> Show me the picture one more time. Yeah. Wow. So, so you see them as babies. Like, they made her look like a porcelain doll. They, it really one. did. And really, because I was like, they didn't have Photoshop back then, but she doesn't look like a real person. No. But if you look at, like, this was the original picture that I found. Let me pull up that article. So that's what she looked like, really. Oh, yeah, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> right? It looks like it was a painting versus, yeah. like, what oh, wow. were they doing? So this was the first the first article so it says their roma the romance undergoes startling turn when lovers find out they are twins wow so 
That's that was just the first mind boggling. Yeah, but it didn't mention if they had broken up in that one, so I had to keep wow. looking. Now, when you were searching this, were you just searching keywords like twin uh, adoption? Adoption. And... I I wanted to find a twin yeah. story just because. Yeah, yeah, the, the, family. Little, yeah. the family stuff. So I typed in, and then I was looking specifically in Massachusetts because I know they have a good vital record. Yeah, yeah, easy area, to find so stuff. I could find stuff, and this was the first one that wow. popped up, and I was like, wow, that is intriguing to say the least yeah that's crazy I found once uh when I was looking through some articles I saved it just because I thought it was interesting it was about two twins I forget where they're from but I'll post it they were so identical that nobody could tell them apart even the parents and they would play tricks on I think I just went like when I was doing the scandal episode I was like oh this is interesting they'd play tricks on the teacher they're an expert even analyzed their handwriting and their handwriting was exactly the same and it was just like they looked alike. And then I found out looking through records that one of the twins died young. And I was like, that is just hard. But they did everything together. They had even said if one fell down the stairs, the other fell down the stairs. Like it was that crazy. <laughs> oh, and then to go on in life and then, you know, why not make it? It was very sad. But yeah. I mean, that's the connection sometimes that yeah. the twins have. And then I, I tried to find, like, later in life yeah. what happened if they Did married. they stay close? Were they neighbors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it said that the Brady and the Buckley families got together out more often. Aww. And they had, like, family celebrations. It looks like he got married. He was a, a veteran. To, he, like, he served oh, okay. in the military. And um, he ended up marrying and then had a daughter. I couldn't find if Josephine got mm, married. Okay. She was on the census until, like, 1930. Okay. And then she wasn't with margaret anymore like hmm. her uncle had passed away but i couldn't find her with margaret buckley anymore yeah, after that so went. i don't know if she got married you know they changed their name and right yeah, i couldn't and find a confusing. marriage certificate because after 20 1924 to 30 like yeah, do we have access to those records yeah, yet kind of yeah. like a little bit yeah a little bit harder to find but i did find his his so imagine you're this like granddaughter right of this one of these twins right yeah and you stumble upon the fact that they almost once were married me. almost married almost. that would be a, a, like a just a shocking story to come upon yeah. i can't unfortunately my family's not other than my one one story we'll speak about it hasn't been that interesting but i do solely believe that it's not a matter of you know, if you're going to find some kind of crazy weird story in your family, it's just when and how long it's going to take to dig it out. Oh, man. That's crazy. Okay. Wow. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. So for my adoption story, I have a bad habit of being very picky about the article I find. Yeah. And I literally had about three or four that I was sort of going with until this whole issue of adoption came up because – I just ran into so many dead ends mm-hmm. because the names would be changed. Yeah. People didn't even know who they were. There wasn't DNA to, to actually put facts together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I'll post all the ones I found because they are still quite interesting, but it, there was one about um, a family who both parents were lost to suicide and they all got dispersed, some through orphanages, some through family, like yours, like an aunt. Yeah. Um, the oldest kind of worked by himself just to try to raise money and he was out trying to find his siblings so I was following that for a little while and that kind of just led to some dead ends and I was finding um following another one on actually an interesting part of history called baby farming oh boy yeah (laughs) so that was very interesting um in like the late 1800s early 1900s 
as it sounds, it was basically baby trafficking. Yes. Uh, people would have to pay if they were unwed mothers. Um, they wanted to get rid of their babies for whatever reason. Would sometimes pay these people who would have like spots in their home. There were some credible ones, but mostly not. And um, they would keep them and try to sell them and basically make money off of oh the gosh. babies and were often in like bad conditions and would yeah. not make it. And um, so if you're if you've never heard of it, do a deep dive. It started off in England actually, and, and people actually were. Um, hung for their behavior for this there was like a a, um, famous one called amelia dyer in england who did this baby farming but and then some people would adopt them if they didn't have babies of their own and wanted them or they had a farm and needed labor work like Mm. just not good conditions but i came across a an interesting article about that so it was kind of all over the place but what i landed with was um an interesting article that was tied into maternity houses mm-hmm. and you know there was a lot of maternity houses for people who were going to be having babies um and let me just read specifically this is coming from the fairmount maternity home which is the the home that was used in my story and this is just an ad in the newspaper that's in 1915 coming out of missouri kansas city it's for confinement Publicity avoided. Adoption free if desired. Doctors, nurses, cares. Kindness and home comforts. Prices reasonable. Write for booklet. Call or ad- address for T.B. Long, Office 2024, Montgale Ave, Kansas City, Missouri. Phones, home, East 332, Bell, East 2201. <laughs> so I'm assuming they're not giving the actual location 332 seems like a route that goes through Missouri. But, you know, if you're yeah. lucky you have a baby, you need to deliver it, maybe you want to put it up for adoption, you see this ad and you, I guess, call and make arrangements. So um, there was a couple. There was another one nearby in Mount Washington Maternity Home. So that's sort of where my story kind of starts. So we have um, a woman named Louise Stewart. And her maiden name was Kennedy. And she seems to be coming off from a pretty well-to-do family in Kansas. And she goes to school, goes to high school, graduates, goes to like a secondary school. And that's where she meets Robert Stewart. Okay. Now, Robert Stewart Stewart is from a very wealthy family in Kansas. Like, I think it was named, said in the article, like one of the wealthiest families out of Kansas. So that's the Stewart family. And so they meet up, and then, da-da-da-da, she gets pregnant. Yeah. Okay, they're unmarried. I like the music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're unmarried, and they must have got – he didn't um, – the stories that I read is he didn't want to keep the baby, yeah. or they were going to put the baby in the home, and she was so young, not quite 18, that the baby would stay there for a few years uh, – for oh, a few months. See? Um, he was, a, uh, I think he was around the same age, quite young still. Yeah. Um, and the baby would stay there, and then they would take him home, the baby home after, um, things like that. But um, I just feel for this poor um, Louise, like having uh-huh. been young, right? She's pregnant. In the article, it says they didn't tell anybody. Right. So she had to keep it hidden. Was her family well to do, or were they in I, a I, different- I think they, they seemed 
a little more well off for sure. If she was going to like a secondary school, that she might yeah, be. yeah, good point. Yeah, so I think think they were good, and um, you know, they arranged for this this um, maternity home, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking, well, how would she up until this point have hid the pregnancy? Yeah, you know very isolating I'm sure I'm sure she kept herself inside or maybe she was off at school we'll never know but um there's this interesting ad that I found in the newspaper which I'll post it's called the Gossard maternity corset and it's saying this corset will support you and protect you without exerting harmful or uncomfortable pressure it will retain your uh, symmetry and remove hesitation about appearing in public it will do much to ensure a normal figure again after birth of your baby. And it will go f- uh, far towards giving your baby a strong, shapely body. Your doctor will advise you to wear a maternity corset. Further, he will, as hundreds of other doctors and nurses are doing, recommend the, gar- the um, corset. In particular, because it is set to be scientifically and correctly designed. It is an obligation that every woman owes herself and her baby to avail herself for the support of a properly designed maternity corset. A fitting by an expert corseteer will not obligate you in any way and may save you long, irksome months of discomfort. Prices, $3 and $5. So I found that I was just, just, it was just interesting that a lot of these women are probably wearing these corsets to potentially hide pregnancies, yeah. you know, keep it at bay a little bit longer. Oh, man. Um, uncomfortable yeah I just and there's a there's a small picture but I don't know how that could be healthy but I don't know to be sucking all that in it's not good anyway so that was just a side note but um and in the newspapers too I also found for this Fairmont um different articles about babies that were up for adoption so there was like in the miscellaneous section it was um for adoption three fine baby boys Three Baby Girls, Fairmount Maternity Home Office, 2024, um, Montgale Ave. Um, so that's how they would just post that there were babies available for those who wanted them. Um, so, anywho, back to my story. So those two get married. They go to this um, maternity home. And that was, let me get the um, date of that. It was the beginning of February. And then um, I'm just going to jump to my article because that's kind of will be a little bit telling. So one of the paragraphs in the article is a fight for possession of the child was between its natural mother and grandmother on one side and a foster mother and foster grandmother on the other. In order to obtain her child, the mother had to expose a secret in her past life, stating on the witness stand that she wanted the baby regardless of what people said of her or what her husband would do. So, yeah, so then she sort of takes a stand and says that um, the child was first deeded to a couple in Kansas City when it was in the maternity home who kept it for a short time and then brought it back to the maternity home. The manager of the home acknowledged on the witness stand that he had t- uh, taken acid and removed the names of the Kansas City couple. And then when Mr. and Miss Lewis Wensler of Fairmount Township of this county came to the maternity home to get a baby um, and picked out this child he inserted their names into the deed so yeah so she has the baby someone takes it doesn't 
Wanit brings it back. He kind of fudges, voids, yeah, fudges it and puts this new family, Mr. and Miss Lewis Wensler. And it was said that they paid the manager, which was that T.B. Long, mm-hmm. they paid him $10 for the baby. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, so then after the birth of the child in Kansas City, Mr. and Miss Stewart returned to their home in Allen County and notified their parents of their marriage um, because before they entered the home, they quickly got married a couple weeks earlier in February of 1915. Um, and there was a newspaper article, and I'll tell you how I found that one after, but there was a, it was listed in the newspaper as a marriage, marriage license um, for both of them. Mm-hmm. She was aged 18 and he was aged 22. Okay. So, um, so back to the story here. So, had a baby. Um, and so at this point they're in court. So it, it had gone to a court case. And it was said that Judge Wendorf decided that the baby had not been properly deeded or bounded over to the Wenslers and that the mother should have the baby. So in the end, the mother received her baby back. And I I was laughing earlier because the baby in this article was named Josephine. I was like, oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Um, So the baby was named Josephine. And um, you just, you do feel, because of the way they wrote the article, you feel for the family. So this one said, Judge um, Wendorf rendered a decision awarding the child to its mother, Miss Lewis Stewart. Miss Lily Wensler, um, the foster mother of the child, who had tenderly cared for the infant for the past seven months, cried aloud and was hysterical when the decision was given to take the child from her. She was joined in the weeping by her husband, Lewis Wensler, and his mother, Miss Wensler all three of whom seem deeply attached to the little one. Yeah, so that's really hard. I mean, in the end, you know, it's not, It's great that the mother got it back because there, there's always that bond between the mother and the baby. But then also, yeah, they had taken good care of her and thought that they were her forever baby, mm-hmm. you know. And they had said that even when they picked her, the Josephine, up for the um, from the maternity home, the Wenslers, that there was all like um, she, her head was all broken out in weird rash and um there was no clothing so you know luckily they came along um yeah so that was you know that's sort of where that article um let off but uh here's another part where it said miss stewart was placed on the witness stand and she had to tell all about their past life and and went through in a quiet manner without flinching she said that she wanted her baby no different what people said about her or what happened miss wensler jr Junior took the witness stand for her side, telling of the adoption of the baby and of the way they cared for it. She showed that she had a very deep affection for the baby and maintained that she thought more of it than anyone ever could. Did they like ever get to see the baby again? I know. I was looking. I'm like, were they like close neighbors? Are they? You know. And I didn't. um, Or were they like pinned against each other? I know. So I I started digging because I was like, whatever, you know, happened to the Wenslers who deeply wanted to care for for a child and they were very well-to-do farmers. Yeah. And in 19, one of the censuses I found, I think it was 1930, I attached it back to them having a child who was born in 1916. Okay. So I have a few theories. So maybe they had their own child. Yeah. Or maybe they They ended up, yeah, yeah, went back and adopted. So that was them. Um... Going back off of 
Lou, um, Louise Stewart. Um, this is where it got really cool for me because when I started digging into records, there was someone on Ancestry who had done a ton of records for their own family, like mm -hmm. kudos, because it was really well done. Lots of photos and documents and just a ton of information going back. That, yeah. Oh, yeah, That's it was really great. Good. So I started sort of using that as a source of what documents there were, um, some really great photos of this Josephine. Aww. But this is where it got tricky because this per one person I kept on coming back to was not named Josephine. Oh. It was named Elizabeth. Elizabeth um, Stewart. Hmm. So I have a checklist of everything that matched. I mean, everything matched. The date of the birth, which was February 19, 1915. Yeah. The city that she was born, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, the fact that in the article it mentioned that Miss Kelly, who was... Louise's mother mm -hmm. had been remarried. Um, it was her youngest daughter who was on the stand. Um, their marriage date added up. Uh, Robert being a, the son of a wealthy Ca Allen County family. Like, mm -hmm. there's not a ton out there, you know? Um, let's see. The age of the baby. I mean, everything was just adding up. <clears throat> so, was that her middle name? So I have a couple theories on this, and I, I think... My, my main hunch is that what if Josephine was either like the adopted name given by the Wenslers? Yeah. Maybe they didn't name the baby when, you know, if she's giving up her baby or who knows. Something, I think there was something happening. Also, was it named Josephine to protect the name in the article? Yeah. I don't know, but it is coincidentally adds up. All the dates. All the, yeah, all the, all the dates. To be the yes. right person. And so that's when I. Because I'm not shy, so I message, <laughs> I message on Ancestry the the person who collected all this data and all this um, information, and I said, hey, I just found some interesting. Found this article. I'm, I'm finding a lot of similarities. You know, just wondering if you have any information. And he, surprisingly, he responded because sometimes it's touch or go whether some people want to give information out or not. And he agreed that a lot of the stuff in the information matched <clears throat> the grandmother's name. Like there was just so there was too much to match to not be it. Mm -hmm. So they had always gone by this this girl as Elizabeth Stewart, not Josephine. But he, I get to hear a little bit of insight. So his first reaction when I when I sent the article was wow, and he said yeah, a lot of things do add up. And then he said I can't hardly wait to show his sisters. And I think that's the fun part about genealogy. By yeah. even me and you, I'm like, oh my gosh, can't wait, can't wait for you to see this. Or, you know, when you find something about your family, you just want to share it out with other people in your family who are enjoying genealogy. Mm -hmm. um, but he had said that his grandparents had always said, um, so his grandparents would have been Luis and Robert. So he said his grandparents um, always said that they were married in 1914. But he started disproving that by newspapers.com when he found the license and everything. Yeah. So he said that he was not surprised at all that there could have been this adoption because the family was very Catholic. Yeah. And being wealthy in the family, yeah. you're going to want to hide that. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he told me that. And he also agreed that, uh, that the name Josephine could have been you know, just, uh, another given name. Um, but the sad part about my story is that she, jo um, this Josephine Elizabeth, passed away at 20 years old. Mm -hmm. She had an, uh, had an appendicitis, which ended up being okay, but then it resulted in pneumonia. But she had graduated. It seemed like she was very loved by the community. Um, mm -hmm. 
and had a good family and friends. So that was a, a little sad to hear. But her parents, Robert and Louise, had a total, including Elizabeth, eight children. Wowie. So she would have been the first. Yeah, <laughs> so big family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a big family. And at some most some points they lived on their farm, um, but seemed to remain in Kansas for most of their their lives. So. Um, I just loved making that connection with someone because it's actually putting a story that I found that they also agreed with. It was just, yeah, it was yeah. really, it was really cool. Um, so yeah, so that's my story. And I just, I put a few notes that I was just thinking about when I was like driving and just thinking about adoption, right? Yeah. How this ties to genealogy. Like there's just, even these baby farmings, like people just dropping off babies, no documentation whatsoever. Right at all lack lack of lack of any formal adoption process less regulated um it did seem like there were some closed and open adoptions happening during that time period um but there was limited legal rights so to obtain birth records even if you were adopted Mm -hmm. just everything harm people living in harmful environments just it was just wild when i was researching i i found like they were starting to make legislation in like the 20s and 30s in certain states about like how to legalize adoptions to have like parents names changed on you know like the legal guardian guardianship kind of thank goodness because you know it's i don't know it's it's a mixed bag there are some people out there who are i don't know if you've ever watched long lost relatives great show (laughs) and they do a lot of trying to find adopted um parents with children yeah. uh but that's that's a great show and it's yeah it's torn some people rather know and some people don't and obviously that's your own call right. when it's you uh, i did know um there was the author of little women louisa may that was adopted i didn't know that i didn't know that either yeah i hmm. found that tidbit out i love that book <laughs> <laughs> you knew right away yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so that was that was my story and there are a bazillion other people in the 19th century who were out there looking for their adopted families and in our case they were put back together yeah long lost found each other yeah that invisible string you know yes oh yeah (laughs) yeah but awesome well thank you for listening we're gonna do a couple more episodes and we've been dying to share our own family story with you guys so Uh, Just keep listening, and that will be here before you know it. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks.